Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello, hello. A cursed day that I'm ending with a bottle of Brut that I found in the fridge, which I think is from my boyfriend's birthday. Yeah, very special. I'm jealous of the champagne. Today is a cursed day. I have a, I feel like the first half of my day was cursed. The second half of your day was cursed. I have a little tale to tell you. Please. I need to catch my breath after running around to get the champagne for pounding into the kitchen. It's just a little tale. Don't get too excited. But I had to be up really early this morning for a flight. And I was a bit frazzled because it all came together very last minute. And I packed, as I was like running out the door, I grabbed my laptop and I grabbed my old laptop, like my ancient, ancient laptop that needs to be plugged in permanently or it doesn't work. And I just saw it when I was in the security line. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm so fucked. Like, of all the things to fuck up, it's like passport or laptop are the only two. <laughs> and I didn't have my charger because I'd packed my charger for my new version laptop. No. So I got here. I know, it was a panic. I went to three different places in the airport and they were like, we literally don't make we don't make chargers for that computer anymore. And then I went to the Apple store and everyone was Italian. And they found, they tracked down one charger that was left in their like basement that fits this laptop and it was 85 euros that's so fucking cursed that's like 120 that is australian dollars for a charger for 2015 macbook pro i was, <laughs> I was literally mugged and robbed I literally had a crime committed against me and i just accepted it so annoying that's so annoying i woke up on monday morning my friend's gonna feel really bad about this now and it's not her fault she listens to the pod (laughs) but i woke up on we just had like i'd had such a busy week my friend was supposed to be getting married in manchester having this little surprise wedding on monday so i booked train tickets then she found out like basically it couldn't go ahead and then i woke up monday morning and it was like and then everyone was just in the group chat being like cool we got a refund like rah 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 and they were like Izzy they'll initially say you can't get a refund but you just have to do x y and z and then you'll get one and I was like okay cool and then I woke up Monday morning and it was like toot toot your train to Manchester's ready to depart and platform nine and I was like fuck and the tickets were like yeah a hundred pounds and I was just like this is so annoying and then yeah just similar I get similar things so mercury bothered. in retrograde not to sound like yeah Adam something's off Levine. there's I told you it's the queen dying. It's like set off some sort of cosmic shockwaves through the universe and everything's just a bit fucking weird at the moment. Is Mercury in like, honestly, everything is cursed. And then today I've just had the most cursed day and I don't even know what's wrong with me. I've just felt like crying all day and I'm just a tired girl and my left eyes all bung again. Mm. Oh yeah, it is. It's in retrograde retrograde (laughs) 
I need to take a sip That of explains everything. Yeah, I was watching Drag Race Down Under and there's a Maori queen, half Maori queen, and she's getting really stressed and her left eye goes crazy and she has to go to the A&E for her eye. Me. It's Izzy Izzy as a drag queen. Maybe it's um, an inherited thing. Maybe all of us have. That's literally what my brain just assumed. Could be. It's like a very small amount of scientific data to go off. Yeah, two of us. (laughs) Two people. (laughs) Um. Yeah, I don't even know. But today I like was trying to have a nice day. So I went and got myself a buns from home, cinnamon bun. So nice. And I just had a big plate of risotto. Oh, yeah. That's the funniest text conversation. Did you see I put it on our close friends? Everyone's like yes. screaming. Were they? Yeah, it was, Grace it was goes, very us. <laughs> our texts are so stupid. Grace was like, she's in Milan and she texted me and said she was going to, she just ordered room service pasta. And I was like, amazing, send me a pic. And she was like, can't wait, I got risotto. And I was like, it's not pasta. And then she was like, yeah, I just realized as I said it, what is it? Is it its own special treat? And I was like, it's just rice. It's literally just rice. I don't yeah, know what I... it's like soaked I have... rice. I don't like... Ris- I'm not a risotto girl. Because also when you're vegetarian, like the only thing they ever offer you anywhere is risotto. And I'm like, get more creative. So true. When risotto is bad, it's bad. When it's good, it's it's great. It can and be good. It's true. But I would never, ever choose to order it. Not even if it was like between that and eating cat. A cat? A cat? Wait, do you remember we went to that restaurant in Rome for work and they came out and it was really expensive and they read out the specials and they said, this is like, ba 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 And then they were like, sorry, that was like racist against italians um (laughs) the youtube of my cancellation just got bigger and it was donkey ragu made from an actual donkey grace did i tell you i got served whale stop no izzy no you can't you literally can't even admit that that's like the like the worst thing no i fucking know that so we were (laughs) at a restaurant and they were like, oh, Where were you? Yeah, just at this random. <laughs> Basically, we were like staying at a hotel and they were just like, we want you to try our Michelin star restaurant, which sounds fun on paper. But after. Is this when you had flying solo? Whale and flying solo? <laughs> no. But this is like, so then they were like, yeah, we want you to try our Michelin star restaurant, which sounds fun in theory if you haven't been to one of these Michelin star restaurants. But then you get there and it's like this crazy three hour long extravaganza of basically eating nothing but like foam and Mm. you're just starving and bored and with this they were like they were just like okay so because we're on Iskia and they were like we just get our um all of our dishes are from local uh, like local fish and I was like okay cool and then on one of them she comes out and she's talking and she was just like something something bisque of whale or something and i was like and i literally was like no and then i literally was like what and i like looked at my boyfriend and i was like what i was like did you just say whale and then the waitress was like yes and i was like wow i was like we're not eating that i was like that's crazy didn't you just say that you got all the fish she literally said they got it from japan i was like well yeah where else like where else seen the cove yeah i was like where the fuck else would you get whale from nowhere else like literally does it because it's fucking inhumane whale bis they import that whale fucking gross anyway on to this random hotel else. on iskia i was like can you guys not it was really That's insane really, I, I like name and shame is he felt weird and sick obviously i didn't Did eat, you it. eat it no <laughs> i would have been we, like sent curious. it back we sent it back with like scowls i honestly think i would have i would have eaten it and complained afterwards i have less of a moral compass than you you would have eaten whale yeah i would have I, curiosity would have got the better of me curiosity killed the cat <laughs> yes I, all those like uh what's the word i keep forgetting words all those like special dishes those uh, delicacies are gross like i had abalone once which i think is maybe morally questionable as well but like really rare and really expensive and i thought it was horrible yeah, caviar can honestly suck my dick as well. Caviar is not nice. 
People are lying. I actually like caviar. I don't like foie gras. What's that? It's like you don't want to know. <laughs> I just think people are honestly – I just – I mean, mm, I kind of feel like that about oysters too. But I've, I've like started kind of getting into them, but I don't know if I've just like acclimatized my – palette to the point of you know how it's like when you try coffee for the first time you don't like it it's like why do we force ourselves to like it like do we actually just not like it yeah i have like a millennial pause before every oyster where i'm like i don't want to do this and then i just do it anyway and after it's done i'm like well that was fine yeah i don't love it but i don't hate it but i my body is being like don't eat this and then i just ignore it you used to love them I, it's like that thing where I don't know what I like and what I like, what I like thinking I like. Mm. Yeah. The classic. The classic. The well, it's like, well, it's like you're told this, you're told, that's what, it, that's exactly what I mean. It's like, you're told that these things are supposed to be good. Exactly. Like, well, it's even really like martinis, like straight, straight alcohol is not that nice, but you kind of just slug it back. Yeah, because it's chic to do so. It's chic as fuck. Oysters, like, are no longer chic, I think. Like, they've come yeah. full circle. Yeah, agreed. Talking about chic, shall we? Yes. Speak about... Oh, shout me. Shall we speak about London Fashion Week? I feel drunk already off three sips of this champagne. Yeah, I'm a bit drunk as well off a... can't even say Yeah, what this. you got? What you got? A pronotto. Ah, pronotto. Oh, si. pronotto. <laughs> the, like, Australian-Italian league is going to come for us. Yeah, London Fashion Week. I feel I feel like you're you're a bit of a, like, you're, like, a London Fashion Week girl. Yeah. I, I like London Fashion Week a lot because... <laughs> <laughs> what'd you say? I'm a dabbler. Because, uh, well... Here's the thing. Since we moved here, it's basically been COVID. So we haven't really had a proper London Fashion Week. And then this season, I was really excited because I looked... Obviously, London is like known anyway for its young, cool designers and uh, kind of just being like a hub for young, new creatives. And then this season, I just basically did this really kind of intense thing of like going through the entire schedule and Googling every single designer and then being like, oh, I'm so excited. These, these ones look so cool. And I wrote it all out and I was like, I really want to see them and whatever, which I kind of just do sometimes. Like I did it in Melbourne recently and realized there was like, there's just like an endless supply of very cool Melbourne designers. It's crazy. You get, you know, when you go on Instagram and then you follow someone and then it's like recommended and then you're like, Mm. this is never ending and everyone's so cool. Anyway, I did that and then I was really excited and then the queen died and it was all just kind of thrown to shit, sort of. But yeah, I don't know, like, I think New York is the equivalent as well because New York's obviously got really cool young talent and less of the big name houses but then milan and paris is kind of um everything else is overshadowed by obviously like the very big designer houses showing there every season and like paris is so chic with chanel and milan is kind of like sexy with versace and moschino and then obviously prada and stuff and but then i was like surely there are also really cool young new designers showing there but I was literally like there's actually not <laughs> like I I, like, I went through Milan yeah. like the whole schedule and I was like there's not actually really anyone showing on schedule that I want to see that I've never heard of before or anything like that um so I feel like London's I think, very cool for that yeah I think the culture in London is really supportive of young talent like fashion when when did fashion east start like like 20 years ago 20 years ago that's been such a like incubator of amazing brands and they give them the money to put on a runway show whereas I think from what I understand of Milan and Paris there's more like gatekeeping in terms of the schedule so sacred and they actually don't want those like young emerging they want you to like work like a dog to get the Mm. honor whereas London loves like young first season it's it's really unique and I think that's why the vibe is so good because you're not expected to be super polished prim like it it, because that can get quite boring yeah the energy is so cool here it's like just so supportive so every show i mean obviously designers dress some people who they invite 
some of their guests for the front row. But at the same time, it's kind of like, and I know you sort of do it when you go to other shows. So like if you go to Prada, you'll dress kind of Prada-ish. But here, it was just so cool to see like everyone at Charlotte Knowles wearing Charlotte Knowles. It was like Charlotte Knowles Day. And then I was really pissed off with myself because I just like forgot to do that. And then the next day I was like, maybe I'll wear my Charlotte Knowles thing. And then I was like, but I should have done it yesterday. And I was having like a breakdown. My boyfriend was like, please, like, please go away. And yeah, I don't know. It's just fun. And then I was already kind of, I well, yeah. And then the British Fashion Council like cancelled all the parties and events so the this was supposed to be London Fashion Week's like big return and it kind of didn't happen in the way it would have socially but I think runway wise it was still really strong and really great collections we both went to Simone Rocha on Sunday which was gorgeous so amazing and we had a little AWD meeting at the pub in a pub roast beforehand and you girls are gonna be excited about what we can we literally were sitting there for like an hour talking shit then I was like should we actually just get all the stuff done that we need to get done um that was so nice a business meeting a meeting of two entrepreneurs a meeting of two business owners two girl bosses watch out simone rocha awd merch is coming i love that london as well everyone has this like prickly slightly unwelcoming vibe but then in the clothes they're like really over the top and dramatic and people just aren't like self-conscious of it it's very interesting. Yeah. Like people wear these big, put like the big Molly Goddard dresses. People will just wear them fully on the street, like very unapologetically. Mm. Yeah. The style here is so, so fun and so different. And I think, I think obviously in New York, it's really experimental too, but kind of, kind of more specific to, there's like a New York look. And I know there is mm-hmm. kind of a London look in that sort of like a different, like I think New York is very streetwear in my mind. And London's very kind of like clubby and crazy and bright and stuff. But I also think London, there's so many different, like you'll walk out on the street at London Fashion Week and everyone looks completely different. Like, yeah, there'll be Molly Goddard dresses or there'll be people like really, really sexy, like wearing Nancy DeJaka, like cutouts and everyone's just happy with it. Like you don't no, no one like double looks at anyone. Mm-hmm which is fun yeah totally i think i'm trying to remember who i was watching an interview with i think it was like jean demar or one of those french girls and she was saying that she thinks london is the best dressed city in the world which i actually Mm. i actually think is true she was saying paris like paris is like almost fake stylish everyone is wearing some variation on the same thing which is like jeans or pants like a little cardigan or a striped like it's people all look stylish but it's almost fake stylish because they're all wearing the same thing whereas in terms of style it's very easy to like and it's very easy to replicate that it's like a uniform yes and it it tricks people into thinking that paris is the best dressed city but in terms of like pure style like how well you put something together with originality yeah i don't when i'm in new york i don't kind of walk around and be like wow outfits whereas in london i i just feel like every every second person you see yeah like Mm. hard agree i know when i got to london i was just like oh my god i just can't (laughs) dress myself and it's also when you're born here it's just you you get such a leg up because you just are so it's also like the seasons as well when we're from hot countries we're not really used to layering at all in the Mm -hmm. same way they do like now that the seasons are transitioning and it's becoming colder here everyone's kind of this this I think is when London shines. It's like that layering sort of throw in summer. I think London people don't really know how to dress, whereas for us it's like summer is so easy because we're so used to it. Well, it's so it's, true. it's harder to show your your style in some summer because you're just like hot and can't really wear much in some senses. But yeah, now is basically this week. It's been London Fashion Week and it's been getting cold, and I've literally like opened my wardrobe and I was just like okay, you've been cold before. Like, what did you wear? Surely, like, surely you had clothes. I don't understand it. And because as as well, how we talked about how I'm like a fucking magpie and obsessed with really sparkly things that I like for five minutes, it just doesn't bode well for like any seasonal shift because everything that I liked last time it was cold, I fucking hate. I'm burn. I know, it, it is really hard. 
Um, Anyone yeah, any I was, tips, messages? <laughs> before, I mean, I was already, like, we were both already talking about this stuff, but then I clicked on a dazed article by um, Tom Rasmussen, who's the guy who did the chic or not chic with Kate Moss. An he's iconic journalist, give him the Pulitzer. Yeah, he's literally the best. And he was writing about how, yeah, London Fashion Week has unrivaled vibes, unmatched talent and wild conversations overheard in the queues and then he was like London Fashion Week is like the dumb slutty and really fun sister of the other fashion weeks having had the privilege and also the lack of self-worth to attend Fashion Week in all of the big four cities at least once in my sad little life I have to admit that London is leaps and bounds ahead of all the others in terms of vibe and then this is really funny wait where did he say it he goes the others may have massive budgets and like Chloe Sevigny telling me no when I asked if she had a lighter and I just watched her use one for her own <laughs> cigarette. But London has a distinctly low budget feel. And why this might sound less glamorous, does glamour really exist anymore? And if it did, is that really what you want for your fashion? And then he's basically saying that like, we don't want, we, we want fashion to make us feel included now and not like shit anymore because it's not the 90s anymore and not make you feel like you need to change your body. And this year at London Fashion Week. Actually, Australia was months ahead of this because at Australia, there were wheelchairs on the runway at Australian Fashion Week. And mm. at Sinead O'Dwyer yesterday was the first time a two wheelchairs, or like a wheelchair has been on the runway at London Fashion Week. Awesome. Um, and yeah, Sinead O'Dwyer obviously really presents... Uh, she She used to have body dysmorphia and like talks about it a lot and the way she like channels that into her designs and use it and just like it's a celebration of the body and that was such a cool show and uh there was another girl who presented as part of fashion east and she what's her name oh Cara caroline Vito was the same there's just like so many great designers and even it's funny because dua lipa has been wearing so many of them because her stylist is just incredible she's been wearing so many of them for a while now so it feels like these designers aren't super new so like chet low or like Marsha popova they that it was mm. both of their first shows at london fashion week but because dew has been like championing them for ages they don't even feel they feel like kind of major and like everyone's so supportive like harris reed was in was away like i don't know probably in milan or something but got someone to FaceTime him from the front row so he could watch the show. That's so nice. Very cute. So speaking of good runway shows to bad runway shows, <laughs> Courtney Kardashian last week, it was like the last, I think it was like the last day of New York Fashion Week, did unveiled her Boohoo collaboration. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. <laughs> And she unveiled it under the name Courtney Kardashian Barker. And when I first saw this, I was just like, okay, this is just classic Kardashians doing fast fashion stuff. It's not that interesting. But it does feel like a kind of rare miss from the Kardashians where I feel like it was a really, just a really bad decision that just landed very poorly. And like the chatter around it, there was a lot of people joking that, like Kim would have been screaming at Courtney not to do this, but it just felt like very sloppily done. And the backlash yeah. was really, really intense, but they didn't really manage it very well. And the concept of it was just so bizarre and kind of off brand for them. Like basically Courtney said, boohoo gets all this backlash for not being sustainable. So I've come on board to like guide them through a sustainability journey. But then there was no details on anything and it was all just incredibly <laughs> vague and all these like really expensive videos of her being like, yeah, like totally. That sounds really good. Totally. <laughs> and there was no statistics or information. And she basically just created a bunch of fast fashion looks in her new bad vibe no. and sold them for millions and millions of dollars. And it just, it, it, I'm kind of interested by the fact that the Kardashians just seem to know exactly what they're doing, like why they thought that was a good idea, if they would genuinely want to capitalize on like the backlash around sustainable, like sustainability and fast fashion. Do they just it's not It's also care? really weird because Kim, well, yeah, like how people are saying Kim would be screaming at Courtney not to do this. Kim 
sued misguided a couple of years ago remember because they kept ripping off all her outfits like the minute she wore them on instagram and creating things so quickly that people thought like kim had to be working with them yes and and sharing her looks before she put them on instagram and so she sued them and won so it's like they obviously don't want to be associated with these brands in any way it feels it feels i don't know it feels really random it makes me kind of think about i wonder what the actual split of like their money is or how much mm-hmm. they're worth. But Travis, isn't Travis Barker worth like 50 million US dollars? I mean, I don't know, but it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's worth like 50 million US dollars. And speaking of him, he just launched yesterday a fucking skincare line. Travis Barker, what is it like? What is actually happening? Travis with Barker celebrities? dropped it's actually CBD sick. skincare line 20 hours ago, a wellness skincare line and the instagram is fucking jarred if i've seen it like what so this basically courtney did this boohoo line which has essentially been like wiped off her instagram account and she kind oh of my had God, to put really? out a statement yeah there's like very little about it there's no links to it anywhere oh shit i missed quite a lot of that so the Guardian wrote a piece on it at the time. Good news for people who like being lied to and wearing clothes that smell like petrochemicals. Boohoo, the UK-based online fast fashion brand that has grown quickly in the US, has announced they're partnering with Chloe Courtney Kardashian to embark on a sustainability journey. The destination is unclear, but the journey will involve 46 limited edition pieces of clothing made from traceable cotton, recycled sequins, and recycled polyester. <laughs> but the so thing that's awful. fucked is Boohoo, it has come out the Boohoo make their clothes in factories in Pakistan where they pay their workers as little as 33 cents per hour. And that's like known. So the fact that a Kardashian would publicly back that, and that came just a week before she launched her own vitamins line and wellness brand called Lemmy, L-E-M-M-E, which I hate that name. So I just like Courtney's, I don't know. I feel like she's broken off from the family is doing a, her and Travis are doing like a mix it with him launching his skincare where they're trying to just do their own in-house PR. And I feel mm. like it's being managed terribly. Mm. Him doing a wellness brand is so bizarre. I know. She's like dropping everyone in it. So Vogue, US Vogue, did a piece, Courtney Kardashian Barker on her Boohoo collaboration and its controversy. And then the piece says, when it got released fuck where was i I was just on it um shortly after the news broke emily chan for british vogue called the partnership another blatant attempt at greenwashing in the fashion industry courtney is not surprised by like so like (laughs) vogue us is quoting someone from british vogue saying it's like greenwashing and then courtney's being like i knew there would be backlash in doing it um I've done a collaboration like this before, referencing a previous collaboration with Pretty Little Thing. There was no backlash. Well, it wasn't tied in with sustainability. But she believes there is usefulness in the partnership saying these problems exist within the entire fa- fashion industry. And then she brings in her friend, you know, Steph Shep. She's like, I actually spoke yeah. to one of my best friends, Stephanie Shepard, who has the Future Earth Instagram. And I spoke Steph to her and Shep's said, like, leave me out yes. of this. And I spoke to her and said, what are the concerns? <laughs> Just having those conversations and wanting to learn more. So insane. And then look what I just sent you. This is her first promotional picture for her new wellness brand lemmy and it's matcha gummies and the picture is like insane when you think about how kim's skim stuff is done can you see it i'm just opening it so courtney launched that and travis also launched a wellness brand a week after her like miss her misguided her like disastrous oh my god like who did the art direction on that? Who took the picture? As the queen of matcha, you know, I had to make a gummy vitamin just as divine as my matcha latte recipe. Q push for recipe. Who is copywriting her captions? Q push for recipe. That's not even like the correct use of Q. Do you think Courtney Kardashian and Meghan Markle are friends? No, Meghan would think she is so above the Kardashians. Do you think? Yeah, except for Kim. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, this just feels, it all feels a bit jarre and badly done. And I know it's boring to talk about 
fast fashion brands because it just feels like there's this weird disconnect with fast fashion where it feels like everyone thinks they're bad and yet they're so successful that everyone must be secretly shopping at them still. Yeah. Well, I, I, I just wrote a piece basically like about that and I interviewed this amazing woman. She's an Australian journalist and she used to live over in Paris, moved back home during COVID, has always written a lot about fashion. And when she was living in Europe, I'm pretty sure she went to a kind of conference thing about sustainability and found out about regenerative farming, which is actually like a way that can solve fashion sustainability issue. Um, And so she wrote a book about it called Sundress and I interviewed her it's a great book and everyone everyone should buy it. Chloe Hill just put it on her stories the other day. Gorgie. And essentially, Lucianne, I was like trying to do research before I talked to Lucianne and I and I Googled what podcast she'd been on. And she'd been on this these like cute British girls podcast, and there was three of them. And they were literally being like, Oh my god, we just like wanna help the planet. But, you know, I look around my room and my room is full of boohoo and pretty little thing. And I can't <laughs> stop shopping on ASOS. And I was like, oh, my God. Crazy. It was crazy. And it is, I, I was saying that to her on the phone when I called her. I was just like, it's wild because I genuinely, like, do not, have not, would not shop at any of those brands. I, I think the yeah. last time I bought, like, I don't even know. H&M maybe would be like eight years ago. Mm-hmm. The Actually, I've bought and other stories, which I know is like a bit different, but it's still same owners, maybe five, maybe five or four years ago. And I do know that there's like obviously a privilege in, in a lot of ways in being able to not shop those brands because at the same time, one positive, which the fashion industry really needs to fix is the sizing and those brands, yes. a lot of those brands go up to really, really large sizing. Mm-hmm. which is obviously like essential and anyway i know that there's like a privilege having the money to not to not shop them yeah the money the money question's like a hard one because i just my personal feeling is i don't feel that most people who are buying that fast fashion stuff are doing it because they come from like a socioeconomic background where they literally can't afford clothes from anywhere yeah. else. I don't think that's yeah. who's creating the problem. I think who's creating the problem is actually like <laughs> people who get like wealthier people who are treating fast fashion as like a, it's like as a means to literally buy one every outfit week. poster. Yes. No, not more than every week, like for every night out, which is like when you're younger, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah. I used yeah. to know people who would get an ASOS package delivered with like four things in it once a week because it would be like, 50 60 bucks and for us you guys have the time i literally like (laughs) like to shop to shop that much i feel like i don't i feel like i I look at my wardrobe and i'm like i have huh i would i i get it no but like i want to but i literally will be like i don't i feel like i can't find the time i I need new clothes and i feel like i can't find the fucking time in my day (laughs) but i think it's because i can't multitask so it's difficult i get it like it's difficult even just going to these like work events where there's this expectation of wanting to feel like you're wearing something new or get pictures or whatever. I totally understand the temptation to like buy something new all the time, but you have to resist it and be like, I'm being brainwashed to think this is normal. And I have to be happy with these like few things. Like we, I have like 20 things in my whole wardrobe. Like you're similar. Like it's not like buying shit all the time. It's like, I'll buy like a few things a year. Yeah. I bought, like, today I, I went into a charity shop and bought a, like, oversized leather jacket that I'll wear for the whole season, which is, vin- like, not vintage. Yeah, vin- <laughs> I get confused yeah. about what vintage means, but, yeah, vintage, le- vintage leather jacket, not designer or anything, just for 50 quid. And I'll just wear that, like, the whole winter, and that was the thing that I bought. Yes. You know? Or, like, I'll buy one nice thing every so often and then wear that with all my other charity shop stuff. But at the same time, it's like we also do need to change the conversation away because on TikTok especially, I've found so many people now, like, it's such a trend to go to charity shops and do a big haul and show what you got. And it's like, that's still... That's still over-consumption. Yeah, it's the same concept. It's just, it's like, you're just buying way too much shit 
and you're gonna dispose of it like in a similar way and a lot of the shit now in charity shops is like i know they don't take like boohoo and pretty little thing but like a lot of it is h&m and zara and top shop now it's not even like why people originally went to thrift shops yeah it's not shit yeah but yeah i just find that that horse thing on tiktok so bad and and i know that it's good because it's encouraging people shop secondhand in some ways but it's also encouraging just yeah like buying way more than you need and also for people uh who aren't straight sized it's like they have such limited options to not shop uh fast fashion that then you go into like a charity store and you can't even find anything because some little tiktok thoughts bought like an oversized jumper that she's going to cut holes in and wear lay it over something oh my god that's so true Mm. so true <laughs> little thoughts TikTok thoughts talks. gone wild normally being a little extra can be a bit much but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra and United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Okay, funeral. That felt like it was ages ago, even though it was like literally a day ago. I know. But I have to say, I watched some, I didn't watch the funeral in real time, but I watched some highlights on YouTube and I found it quite moving in parts. I love, I just love, (laughs) I love like choir orchestral singing. Like when a choir all sing, I just find it so I don't know. It makes me want to cry. I found that really. I find it. I hate it. I don't know why. It makes me feel so emotional because it's the queen or you just mean in general? No, in general. Yeah, right. It's like too cheesy or something. Mm-hmm. There's something about it. You know, when we were at the Simone Rocha show and I was like, it was such a beautiful show. And then we left and I was like, but wasn't the music a bit much? And you were like, what? And I was like, I just find no, it like too extravagant yeah. sometimes. I find things a bit like, I don't know. I'm just like, everyone needs to... Relax, but choirs obviously <laughs> choirs obviously can be gorgeous. I'm probably just like upset choirs I need out of to my relax. choir when I was twelve. I love it. Yeah, no, I was I was I thought it was amazing. Like as in I just the Abbey is so beautiful and the singing, I don't know, just was doing something to me. But um it was nine hours long. I was like, too long, you guys. Not the whole like the whole broadcast, because they filmed everything. And it was, yeah, it was so really hectic. funny. We turned on um, like BBC or something that night and they were just kept being, they were like playing the funeral, talking about like literally anything. They were talking about like Princess Charlotte's fucking brooch. I was like, guys. And then they go, um, <laughs> they were like, okay, we, we need to cover some other world. They literally go, we need to cover some other world news because there's a lot of it. And then they were like, okay, in Ukraine and Russia and blah, blah, blah. And it was literally two minutes. And then they like flicked back to like, no princess charlotte's broaching in i was like wait didn't i was like what um but yeah it was funny i was at the gym at 12 and they made us stop our equipment for two minutes of silence are you serious and they turned off all the music and i just kept doing butt kicks in the air squats for the queen 
Your ADHD brain must have found that so hard. Yeah, what happened drama-wise? I found out, I did some reading and found out that there's like a bit of lukewarm but slightly interesting tea about Harry, which is I think they're being like really mean to him behind the scenes. Yeah. Apparently a new report came out that said that Charles A didn't like tell Harry that she was super sick in time for him to get there. Like, you know how everyone else went on the jet and he had to drive? Yeah, that's fucking that apparent- that's so cruel. So cruel. But apparently also this report says that Charles didn't even tell Harry that the Queen had died until five minutes before the official statement went out. And Liz Trust, the Prime Minister, had been told an hour before. So yeah. they told Parliament before they told Harry, apparently. And yeah. then th- there was I this whole it. weird so thing. You saw how that man acted about the pin. <laughs> But he did this thing in his first speech where he said, like, we love Megan and Harry. Then they did the, the walk, the walkabout. So I thought they were making an effort to be nicer to them. And then there was this other tea where apparently they had this reception for all the world leaders who came, who flew in ahead of the funeral. And they invited Megan and Harry. And then someone questioned something about it on whatever something happened and basically the palace came out and said oh actually we didn't mean to invite them they're not <laughs> invited and it, they harry and megan found out on twitter and their friends spoke to the daily mail and were like this is literally bonkers they said the quote was this is bonkers <laughs> from oh, a oh friend God, of harry what? and megan he's a cheating because dog, they got like imrata because <laughs> they got invited then disinvited and it was this huge reception with like jacinda and Albo and all the queens and stuff and Meghan and Harry just had to sit at home in the palace and not walk down to the reception because they said you have to be a working royal to go Fuck so off. petty I know that's not okay as if How you need to be a working be? royal to go it was like Who's canapes chicken? and drinks yeah, yeah canapes and drinks <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's so like I find it just so fun. I can't believe how many like obviously it makes sense, but I can't believe how many everyone was there. It's like Sandra O oh was there. Why was Sandra O oh there? Why was why 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 was Sandra O oh there out of any celebrity? David Beckham and Victoria Beckham weren't there. Weren't. No. Why? He was- I know he really put in his hard yards standing in the queue. Yeah, why was he doing that? Like, PR. That's so random. He was trying to get an invite. He was trying to score an invite. He had two weddings under his belt. He wanted two weddings and a funeral. Yeah, I'm surprised he didn't, they didn't get an invite. Isn't that random? I know. I thought the clues would like be there. Wasn't there, like, 2,000 people there? Um, that's why I'm like, why was why was Sandro there? I will do anything to know. Except Google it. Yeah, Google it. <laughs> At the funeral. What does Sandra O oh know? <laughs> yeah. She's a member of the Order of Canada. Okay. The fuck? She's so tricky. She's so tricky. <laughs> a good actress and And apparently Mike Myers is or is also one, but he wasn't at the funeral. Right. Still random. What about the spider? Why was the spider there? What spider? Did you not see the spider? Was it's there like a the only spider? thing I saw from the funeral? The spider was on top of the coffin. Oh my god! <laughs> Literally. How did he get there? Yeah. When I was watching those men carrying the coffin in, I was like, "Oh my god!" I don't even realize I topped my champagne up. A little treat for myself. A little surprise. <laughs> Disassociating. Your eyes were a bit like a bit like the dead behind them when you were topping it up. Yeah, because before I looked at my glass and I was like, you don't need more. And then it just appeared. You're thinking about Sandra O. Oh. Okay, here's another petty thing that they did to Harry. This is the pettiest. There's an E-I-I-R, which I think means like Elizabeth to rain or something, that they stitch into your uniform if you're like royal and they let him wear military thing for one day, but they wouldn't let him have, they like took the stitching off. No, they, well, 
I'm something. pretty sure on the funeral he didn't even wear the military. No, him and Andrew weren't allowed for the funeral. Like, stop putting him in the same basket as a literal pedophile. <laughs> I'm so sick of this family. And then everyone was being mean to Megan and her immaculate tear. <laughs> A perfectly timed tear. And then a TikTok came out, did you see, of her being like, if I ever need to cry on cue, I can do a single tear out of my left eye. Oh, my God, me? (laughs) Fuck. Yeah. It was perfect. I was like, like, give the girl the Oscar. (laughs) That was iconic. She looked amazing. She looked immaculate and perfect. She looked gorgeous. Yeah. What else was there that I found funny? Um, this was a good headline. Did you see? I put in the doc. Hugh Grant left sobbing as Queen's. I'm assuming you're talking about this one. Left sobbing as Queen's beloved pony Emma attends Her Majesty's funeral. Was the was a was there a horse at the funeral? I didn't why see was the Hugh horse. Grant crying. Hugh Grant oh. admitted he was left in tears after the late Queen's pony Emma appeared at Her Majesty's funeral. <laughs> This feels like a made-up headline. I believe it. Hugh Grant, little soft boy. Okay, last thing I'll say. I don't really – I'm not really down for, like, Kate Middleton's slander. I feel like she cuts a very chic figure. I think she looked very sharp and well-dressed. I'm not, like, a Kate or Meganist. I'm a neither. A feminist? (laughs) I'm not a Kate or Meganist. I'm a feminist. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I haven't. I need to look properly. I haven't really looked at the pics properly. I think she looks chic from what I saw. I mean, she was wearing like Alexander McQueen, of course, right? Yeah. I think Charlotte looked really cute. She's so cute. And I saw a thing um, where she said where the coffin was going to go past or something, and she whispered in Prince George's ear that he needs to to bow. Aww. Yeah, and he was like, "What?" And it's like, "This is what I mean. Like, why are we giving the boys rain? We've just seen yeah, Queen make Elizabeth. Charlotte Queen. Yeah, <laughs> Queen Elizabeth <laughs> did a good job. But Charles is already like being a menace. I kind of, I was actually thinking, looking at George, I was like, I wonder if he will actually ever become king. I, I kind of feel like the monarchy might not be in place by the time. Yeah, surely not. Poor George. Will we still be alive then? <laughs> I don't. I literally can't. Can't I don't know. I was thinking about how this crazy because extra- this whole ten day mourning period and the huge funeral and how much money it cost and all of that that's going to take place when Charles dies, right? Surely he's not going to live to a far lesser. Ex- I mean, yeah, really? I don't know. Yeah, I guess it technically will, but yeah. I, the vibes will be off. There won't be a thirty hour queue. That's for sure. I can't believe that. I can't believe that. I can't, it just when you think about the ho- how for a 30 hour queue to see the queen, the way the city responded to like people being outside on the streets for the night, providing blankets, trains, said people could sleep on the trains overnight if they got stranded and like couldn't get home. And people were like er- police and stuff, like erecting places for people to sleep. And I was just like, okay, it's so easy to solve the homelessness problem. <laughs> yeah, so it? we can do this if you want to. Awesome. Yeah. The cut wrote, the queue was everything, an astounding feat of deranged fandom, a testament to the endurance of the human spirit, an exemplar of just how British the Brits can be. People flocked from all over England to wait, with some camping out in line two nights before it even started moving. I, I don't want to mock it because I like I, I it's very meaningful for those people and, and I in some way like appreciate the devotion, but I, I literally wouldn't do that to save my own life. Would you do it? To say goodbye to me. No, no. For two days camping in the cold. It's so mean. It's not that cold. It's September. To go pay, to go just stand in front of your dead body for like 60 seconds <laughs> and then leave. I saw a funny TikTok or like a funny video and it was like me when my bestie comes to like say goodbye to me at the at my coffin or whatever and they're like dead and they've got their eyes shut and then the best friend stands over them and then they like open their eye and like give them like a look and then the bestie's like hey and like they both just look at each other and then they like pull the fingers at each other and then they pretend it pretends to be dead again oh that's so cute i hope that happens when one of us dies i just sent you a funny tiktok of the queen um i was just i was just on tiktok again for the first time in ages where did you send it Mm, I don't know where I sent it, 
But I said, maybe there's an Instagram. I said a funny TikTok of the queen getting to heaven. And she's like, she's like, to God, uh, where do I go? And he's just like, that cloud over there. And then she's, oh, this just like isn't funny when I retell the TikToks, I'm sure. <laughs> I was watching but some of them. Basically, yeah. they said she sees Princess Diana and they're like, hey, hey, like really awkward <laughs> going past each other. I was watching the crown is my fall asleep show this week and i was watching the episodes where charles and diana are in australia and they like nearly fall in love again and then he gets jealous and i was like oh if they'd have just figured it out we might still have her now becoming queen diana i know how gorgeous (laughs) (laughs) um okay we need to get on to final crazy news that Adnan Saeed, literally so so crazy. I I was like, what? Got released from prison yesterday out of nowhere, like out of the out of the blue to the extent where even out Sarah Kane was like, this obviously. is random. Pardon? Yeah. Who was ran? Who said it was random? Even Sarah Kane was like, yeah, this is random. Yeah, <laughs> and I've been following this for seven years. So he'd been locked up for twenty three years. He's obviously the subject of the first series of serial which was basically the first massive true crime podcast ever and the whole thing was did he or did he not murder his ex-girlfriend from high school Heyman Lee and he is convicted and in serial you're just honestly like I don't know it's it there's not it doesn't feel ever like there's enough evidence to lock him up but at the same time it's just like who else did it? And then there was Jay saying that he literally saw the body and that Adnan was like, yeah, I killed her. Well, yeah, I was listening back to it today and I was like, this guy is just so fucking guilty. It's like crazy that we're even talking about it. Like when I listened back to it, I was just thinking, because I started listening back to the teacher's pet in celebration of Chris Dawson going to jail. And I do think that, uh, Sarah Koenig walked so Headley could run and kick Chris into prison. But I do think that Serial is so slick and so incredibly produced and such an enticing, amazing listen. But when I'm listening to it, they're just clutching at straws over the stupidest details. This is how I feel. This guy was dating a girl. Okay, she wait. So you do know that there's, you know, do you know why they threw out the case? Yes, because there's two suspects listed who they didn't turn over to the prosecution that they could have brought up in the trial. No, but also that there's like, there were two calls made to the police about the suspects. One of the suspects now is in prison for sexual assault. Both of them have committed crimes since. They were linked to her. And yeah. I don't know if they're linked to her. I think they're just, they would, someone called but, about but them. Yeah, people saying that they had motive to kill her. Yeah, I still don't. My personal thing is, I think it's a bit of a like red herring. This basically, this guy was dating this girl. She broke up with him after eight months for a guy, an older guy that she worked with. He'd been complaining about it, like not a lot to a lot of people, but to some people, even though he was dating other other people, including Jay. This guy Jay has this guy Adnan's phone and his car the whole day meets up with him after school Adnan says he's with him that whole evening and then they drive to and like their location like whatever you say with the cell tower evidence it pings them being in the park where she was buried at like 4 p.m that afternoon and then the J guy says this is the whole story as it happened and this is where we abandoned her car and then takes the police to find her car like, and then he has two other friends of his that come out and say, yeah, yeah, he told us about it. Like, the amount of a conspiracy, <laughs> how unlucky are you that your ex-girlfriend gets murdered by a random serial killer and some guy you know who you were spending the night with decides to come up with this intricate lie <laughs> and happens to know where the car, her car is and happens to know all these details about how she died and how she was buried and happens to, like, have his story be corroborated. Like, it's just, I just think it's ridiculous, personally. 
Wow. But I'm willing to be proved wrong. I think he should be let out of prison because they think they, they fucked up. He didn't have a fair trial. But I think he's yeah. guilty. <laughs> well, yeah, I haven't re-listened to the... To it. Why do, do they think not of- think... But why do they not think he's guilty? The whole serial team think he's guilty except for Sarah. And that's because she's the only one that spent like a lot. I think it's a really interesting case study in how we really struggle to deal with like charismatic, charming, likable people that do bad things. Kid Bundy vibes. Yeah. Like the only thing in his corner is that he's very likable. Yeah. (laughs) And they keep saying like he had no motive. He had no motive. I'm like men kill women all the fucking time without any motive. Like, women basically never do any shit to deserve it. Like, this idea that they need to come up with a motive to me is crazy. Got it. Okay. Well, I don't know. They're going to retry him. So they're going to do the whole trial from scratch. Really? Yeah. I thought they just said in the daily that the likelihood of them retrying him is really low. Oh, really? That's what I what I thought I just listened to. Mm-hmm. Um, but, which, yeah, I'm pretty sure they just said that. Because he's, he's, yeah, he's out after 23 years. He's on home detention. He was eating samosas. And they He's eating saying, samosas. Eating samosas, yeah. Delicious. Lucky him. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and they were saying that yeah, the likelihood of him being retried is low because basically what happened for them to re- reinvestigate, so it's not like super random, was because last year they released a new law in Maryland saying that if you committed a crime as a juvenile and you've spent 20 years in prison for it, he was 17 at the time, then you can ask the court to reduce your sentence or to like maybe let you out. And the day after it came into effect, the lawyer submitted his case and then the lawyers, this, the lawyers started investigating the crime again and then discovered all the stuff that, yeah, as you say, wasn't like turned over to police at the time. Adnan's lawyers never knew about these calls about these two other people that could have been connected to the case and were suspects or whatever. And so that's why he got out. Yeah, it's very interesting. I just feel so sorry for her family because if they don't retry him, then they're just stuck in this limbo of not knowing who actually did it. Yeah. And and thinking that the guy they thought did it is out. And if it's someone yeah. else, they're not even getting reinvestigated. Like, it's just horrible. It's really horrible. It's really sad. Yeah. Such a tragedy. It's like a 17-year-old schoolgirl. And, I mean, it's crazy that this is – because obviously there are a bunch of cases like that that just don't get such crazy media attention. I accidentally listened to a case file the other day and it was the most grim thing I've ever listened to ever. And it was mm. just, yeah, like this young girl who started working at a motel with all these other young girls and like went to a party and they all just like murdered her. I was like, what the, f- like what the actual fuck is going on? God, that case file guy really wilding out. It's so scary that he'll never run out of material. I know. I can't listen to that shit. I don't know why I ever put it on. Yeah, it's terrible. I know. I'm getting. I'm getting. I got into a slippery slope re-listening to Teacher's Pet. I need to go watch some like Friends and just chill out. Yeah. Um. Okay. Love you guys. I'm drunk. We need to stay on the phone now. Same. Let's stay on the phone. Bye. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlingbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.